Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. This is Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good friend and co-host Doug McCary. SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries. Its mission is to equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in Scripture. In fact, this week, Doug and I have been spending time in Acts 19, where God reveals through Paul that there are two types of faith in the world. He reveals that there's two distinct messages in the world and that there are two sources of power in the world. And over the next hour, we're going to dig into that further today. Um, if you're new to SWAT, uh, we are a, uh, officially, Doug, I guess we, we are a live uh, talk radio format, very unusual in the in the realm of Christian radio. Yeah, because uh, we exposit, but we also have a live call in. I mean, people can call in with questions and we we know we're live because we have mistakes a lot of times that happen, um, but um, we um, we get to go back and forth about the text and kind of talk through things and you know we just are two guys trying to uh, to figure out what God's word says because we want to follow it. Amen. I mean that's the thing that drives us. Right? Well, I bet just uh, you and I first got together yesterday. It's the first time in a long time. Eight about eight weeks since we've actually sat in the same room together. Yeah. And I was so encouraged yesterday. And if you, uh, again, yes, we are live today. Uh, all the episodes that we do are are uh, uh, saved. They're put put up in a podcast. And if you, uh, if you missed yesterday, I encourage you to go to SWATradio.com. You can listen to any past broadcast that we've done over the last almost six years. Uh, our good friend James does such a great job of teeing those up, and they're ready for you to listen to. But, uh, Doug, I was so encouraged to even discuss yesterday the idea of being men uh, who fill in the gap, you know, that so often as we engage with our culture today, many, and we know this just in statistics, that there are many who claim to be Christian. Mm-hmm. But it only takes a very short period of time to realize uh, this isn't the same Christianity uh, of the Bible. No, it's it's a very different uh, look, and uh, you know we're we're going into a time right now with some of the arguments that are before the court. By the way, if you're just tuning into SWAT Radio during the first segment, a lot of times we'll. We'll kind of do a little roundabout of what's going on in our country or maybe what's happening in our culture, not from the standpoint that the culture drives what we do, but how do we respond as believers to some of these mm-hmm. issues? And and a lot, a lot of times we tend to stick our heads in the sand. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, Brad, if you saw, but there was a restaurant in Virginia um, and uh, – have you, the there's a Victoria Cobb, who's the president of the Family Foundation of Virginia. Basically, they were having a a meeting there, uh, and uh, they were denied service because they quote made the people in the restaurant uncomfortable, not because of their actions, but because of what they were, who they were. Hmm. The Family Foundation, 
it's, uh, and it's because of their values. And basically, she said, it kind of feels like no Christians can eat there if you don't buy into the narratives of our culture in certain arenas, then they don't want you eating there. And and really, this, quote, Respect for Marriage Act is leading. You mean it's disrespect Yeah, for yeah. It's, it's going to lead more of that kind of stuff. So as believers, uh, we, know we need to, first of all, we need to be very much walking the word out in our lives like i shared today about paul and when he was right. in ephesus you you you've got to be gracious but truthful yeah and and you can speak the truth people may not like it if the truth offends people that one it's one thing if you offend them because of the way you do it that's another and as believers we should put god on display wherever we are because our allegiance is to god and that that should not be questioned. And I would hope going back to what you were talking about earlier, that, that when people see our lives, when we're out in the community, they see people that they go, they may not agree with us, but they go, boy, those people are devoted to what they believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, kind of some disagreements even within the, the Christian community, uh, about fighting back, you know, Doug, and how we should do and it. And how did, what does that look like? And, and listen, I feel like while we can fight, we should, mm-hmm. but we've got to remember that we don't fight with flesh and blood. I mean, we don't, we don't fight with, you know, in a, in a traditional sense, mm. but we fight on our knees. Uh, yeah. We, we fight, as you said, that as people look at you and I and those of us who, claim the name of Christ, mm-hmm. that what they see is Christ, yeah. that they don't see your flesh. Because, uh, listen, uh, so much of what we see in our culture today as a believer, it, it does stir a bit of anger in me. And it, it is a righteous anger. And, yeah, we could talk about Jesus going into the temple and flipping the tables. Yeah. I'm not saying we're to do that. Uh, we're not Jesus but there should be a righteous anger. But our our fight is, in a sense, putting Christ on display, like you, you just said. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? Well, I think we do that by loving people. Uh, we, we do that by displaying the fruits of the Spirit, love and joy and peace mm-hmm. and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. Uh, listen, uh, I have struggled over the years uh, with my temper, <laughs> uh, my brother, if he's listening, and my dad, if they're listening, that they remember my days on the golf course. I could get pretty hot. And when I became a Christian, I realized, well, one of the fruits of God's Spirit, and we, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit being in us, the fruit that should be coming out of that is a, a, some self-control. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and we we see that in Jesus when He's mocked, and I think of that passage in Isaiah. He he's tender. He he is like a sheep he's like led a, to slaughter. Yeah, right? he, he he's you know he's a bruised reed. He's mm-hmm. not going to break. I mean, yeah. think about that. Wow. He had all the power in the universe at his disposal, and he literally I, the the amount of restraint when they were taunting him 
knowing that he created them, knowing Mm -hmm. that he had led his people out of Egypt, knowing all those things he had done. And these descendants of those people are taunting him, spitting on him. And he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That, that is an amazing picture of forgiveness. And as believers, when we look at some of the tauntings of those around us in our culture, it's easy to let our our emotions get the best of us. And yeah. and the the thing that holds me in check, Brad, is his word. Yeah. Reading his yeah. word every day and knowing that uh, they don't know better. Yeah. They, they don't, you know. Well, I think it's a good, uh, you know, we have to be, I have to be personally reminded of that fact that mm. where Paul says, Paul says, such were some of you. You know, we in our society today, we look out and we're constantly, We've constantly got our arm out and our finger out pointing everywhere around us, forgetting that we were those people. And, uh, you know, by God's grace, uh, we are no longer those Mm. people. But there should be a sense of tenderness and gentleness Mm. and compassion. I think of Jesus coming down the uh, the mount as he looked at Jerusalem. He wept. Because he had compassion, they were sheep without a slaw, you know, sheep without a shepherd. And as we look across the landscape of society today, are we more angry at people, or are we more compassionate toward people, remembering we once were them? Yes. And what what are we bringing to them in the midst of whatever chaos we're dealing with? <laughs> because, you know, while I was in Israel, I had an opportunity to um, respond to somebody who sent me a pretty tersely worded text. And it was because of misunderstandings. It wasn't malicious on either body, anybody's part, but it created a lot of headaches for both people. Hmm. And that's usually why it happens. Yeah, yeah. And this person was really upset. And as I was praying about how to respond... I sense God saying for me to say, I'm sorry if I did something to offend you. You haven't told me I've done anything to offend you. You you just kind of said you're mad. I didn't intentionally try to do this. And I said, but if I've offended you, I, I, I didn't mean to. And I know it's been frustrating, but I believe we can work through it. You know, I, I let me know what I've done. Mm. And the next response from him was, you know, I know I, I I was upset in my text, but this is why I'm blah, blah, blah. And I just, I think if more of us, you know, and in my life, there's been a lot of times where I just shoot off a text, especially with family, right? You, yeah, yeah. But, but to, or an email, but to just really take into account um, that we represent Christ to everyone right. and we need to bring shalom to chaos. So when we have chaos, we know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And and we have a responsibility to try. And as much as it depends on us, Paul says, be at peace. Be at peace. Exactly. I really, by the way, uh, <clears throat> I know we just had our last SWAT meeting uh, this afternoon at lunch, and it was great and really talking about that chaos versus peace Mm. you know he is the prince of peace yes and as a result as his ambassadors that should be on our lips yeah so uh anyway good good to have you on board today um 
Listen, our phone lines will be open during our last segment, so if you want to call, join the conversation. The phone number is 844-777-SWAT. That's S-W-A-T. That's 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at ask at swatradio.com, A-S-K at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we dive into our text for today. This program We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truckman each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation company sponsoring SWAT radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's <clears throat> just kind of a quick cutoff there. That is the Pentatonics, correct? Yes. Yeah. Man, and you said they're going to be, they're doing a concert. They're here next, here next Wednesday. Wednesday, the 14th. And you're going? Yes. Oh, man. I'm Taking jealous. Abby. It, that is Abby's favorite <laughs> group. She loves their music because they just, the, the way they sing and and uh, and, and the, the style of the, the acapella is really nice. and it's beautiful. Yep. It's, it's going to be good. I sound just like them. Do you? Yeah. In, in, the, in the shower? shower. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering. <laughs> hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This week, uh, Doug and I are are finally back together. We hadn't, we hadn't hung out in a while, but uh, I'm glad to be in studio with you, brother. And I know we are uh, going to kind of wrap up. Well, we're, we're, we're going to wrap up 19 next week. Yes. Acts 19, if you've been with us this week. <laughs> Uh, we we're we're looking at the fact that God reveals through Paul that there are two types of faith in the world, mm-hmm. two distinct messages in the world, and two sources of power in this world. And we're going to kind of dig into the text some this week. I mean today, and again, if you uh, you want to call in, we'd love to take your calls. Uh, the number 
The number to call is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, you, may, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. If you're not familiar, if you're new to SWAT, again, go to SWATradio.com. Uh, there are a number of Bible studies that gather for men. I think there is one ladies study that yes. uh, Doug, your wife Lori. Lori does. Yeah, and three of her ladies, by the way, went to um, Israel, Israel on yeah. this trip and yeah. brought their husbands. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, I think it was three. Uh, I think it was three of them. And, yeah, they had a great time. And, you know, the thing about the Israel trip, when you go with people you know, it's like when you went over it's just it makes it more special when you have people and uh, i know i they talked about that today and you know we had a sweet friend come from um from uh texas to stay with our our, uh, daughters in fact she she was a cheerleader at the high school i played football at and married the quarterback of the team that i played uh, we were 12 and 0 our senior year and uh, yeah he was a quarterback i was a tight end and i'm known i've known her husband since uh we were like 10 years old and they have just always been so sweet with our girls and and they volunteer to come and watch them when we go over there this i think a third or fourth time they've done that maybe fifth but uh it was really good and i mean to stay with abby and becca is a pretty big task. That is. That so, is. What sweet girls they are. It, it, yeah. I mean, fortunately, my my mother in law was there. Uh, Lori's mom, and they they you know she she's helps and do does all the stuff with them. So it was it was good, but um, it was really good. She was she was really sweet to do that and allow Lori to go and be with the girls over there. And so I'm trying to talk them into going next year. <laughs> so uh, maybe we can we can pray. But you know. We're we're in this Acts passage, and the thing about Paul, Brad, is he's always setting up a choice in what he's doing. Right? He 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 always seems to bring out. And and this week, you know, we've talked about the two types of faith and the two messages and the two sources of power. And it kind of reminded me of when your brother-in-law talked about psalm one which Mm -hmm. is the ultimate two choice passage you know you can hang and go this way or you can go the jesus way or the god way right right and and the thing about what we're looking at this week we're in we're we're only in three verses today uh acts chapter 19 verses 8 9 and 10 and as we look at just these three verses it, it paul is is luke is recording paul uh, dealing with this whole idea of of the choice we have to make, which message are we going to buy into? And as believers, which message are we giving? Yeah, And that's really important for us because, and I shared with the people over in Israel on this trip, that we have to be mindful of what people hear. And if we give a short-sighted gospel, we are setting people up to have gaps that could be deadly gaps. And so um, in verse 8, you know, it says, first of all, he entered the synagogue. Why? Because Paul, everywhere he went, he went to the synagogue first because to the Jew first. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, when he sent his disciples, sent the Jew. You go, why does he do that? Is he, does he not like Gentiles? No. The Jews had the Torah, they had the Old Testament, they had the supposedly the knowledge base 
of looking forward to Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so if he could reach them, then they could be the harbingers, the, they could be the messengers that would take out. You know, yesterday I talked about uh, Basora, uh, Labasar, the, the, which I wrote, is, it, I wrote that down. Yeah. The Basora, by the way, is the Hebrew equivalent for euangelion. Euangelion means the evangel or the good news. That's what we translate good news. But it's good tidings, good news. It's, but it was only used in one of three times when a, a new king. Did I say this yesterday? About, no. Mm-mm. Okay. I don't think so, so the euangelion was only given when a new emperor was born, mm-hmm. when a new emperor was crowned, or when an emperor had a great military victory. And so when the angels came on the night of Christ's birth and they said, we bring you glad tidings, yeah. that's the Hebrew, I mean, that's the Hebrew word, basora, but it's the Latin word or the the Greek word, euangelion. Euangelion, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the, you know, it's it's good news. And for us, we think just the good news is Jesus dying on the cross for our sins as our Savior. But if you go back to Isaiah 52, verse 7, Isaiah defines the good news as the one who brings peace, salvation, and the message, our God reigns. And so to present a gospel without the lordship and the kingship of Jesus is a short-sighted halfway gospel. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Not, you're not giving them the whole thing. And um, there's a word in Hebrew named mevaser, M-E-V-A-S-E-R, if you transliterate. And this person is a special messenger tasked with bringing that good news. Hmm. And that's us. Uh, And, you know, it can be the news of a birth uh, or something national a big national moment that they're bringing a big message, the end of a war or that a new King, but in the same way, the, the term euangelion was only used. It was a secular term. It wasn't even a spiritual term, but it was one that the writers picked up on, uh, to say how beautiful are the feet of the, the Mevisere who proclaims peace, who brings what good tidings, the euangelion, the, uh, you know, Basora, who proclaims salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. And that is the message that we have to take to the world. It's the message of Jesus. And the other message of the world is it's man's way. Uh, You work your way to God, whether it's Buddhism, Confucianism, Taoism, uh, New Age, you know, uh, the only way to nirvana or the only way to heaven is what you do. You have to, you take it. And God says, no, it's not what you do. It's what I've done. Mm. And so those are the two messages. It's either Jesus way, the euangelion that our God reigns and that he brings peace, shalom to chaos. And he comes for the world to be in the right dependent relationship with God, the father Yahweh that we were created for. Or the other way is you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And people can attach Jesus to that second way, and they can have the name of Jesus in what they do, but ultimately they still believe that they have to do it. Right. 
You know, I was talking with that, a guy. That, to me, uh, you know, just sorry to interrupt. That's just not good news to me. No. You, you know, it, 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 if I've got to do something. Yeah. Uh, of course, we know that's impossible. Well, read verse 8. Read what it says about Paul. Well, actually, read yeah. 8 through 10. <clears throat> yeah, and he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And the word of the Lord there is synonymous with the gospel, right? It's right. synonymous right. with that that good news there. And so go back to verse 28, and it says that for three months, remember when he was at Philippi, he only got three weeks. Mm. So they listened to him mm-hmm. for three months, and then – and what was he persuading them about what? The kingdom of God. That is that Jesus is king, but he's not the king they were looking for. Right. He was not the revolutionary military overthrow king. He was the suffering servant king. He was the king that came to serve. He was the king that laid his, uh, his power of his deity aside, not his deity, but the yeah. power aside to take the form of a man and be obedient even to death on the cross. But he was still king, and Paul was teaching that. But it says they finally had enough, verse 9. They became stubborn, and that's what happens. People stiffen up. Then they began to what? They, they, they spoke evil of it. They began to slander it. And then he says, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else. And when we come back, we're going to look at where he went because he went into the Hall of Tyrannus, which was a philosophical school that trained people in philosophy, hmm. which is just man trying to explain life. Hmm. And that they don't do a very good job of it. <laughs> hey, listen, we're glad you have joined us today. We're going to take a break for national news again. Uh, if you want to call in during the last segment, the number is 844 swat That's 844 We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back as Doug and I discuss uh, a little bit further about these, these, uh, the two faiths and the two messages. because we're just rocking it out, you know. And uh, we're glad you've joined us as Doug and I are discussing Acts 19. 
You know, Doug, I was thinking about this. I just made a little note here. I wonder for those who may be listening, what was the message you heard when you heard the gospel or when you heard when somebody shared the gospel with you? Was it the full gospel? Was it the full gospel message? You and I, it seems like over the years, have discussed this idea of an incomplete gospel. You know, that it, that it's very transactional. It, it's very much, you know, um, I want Jesus as my Savior. Well, I want to get on the train going to heaven. That's right. That, that, and that's what it's about. But, but you're telling me I have to make him Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's another hurdle. <laughs> well, it, and, and it's, it's not, even it's taught. Not even, it's, not even something, it's not something you do. It's something you actually surrender to, and the Lord does the work through you. As mm-hmm. you yield to Him, you know I I I, I tell you know, I've shared my my testimony many times. I I grew up in the church. Uh, I have little doubt that I probably that somebody over the period of time shared parts of the gospel uh, with me, but it was incomplete. Yeah. And so not only is the the are there two messages, the 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 true message is a full picture of the gospel it is and paul did not hold back he told him it's the kingdom of god and notice what happened the people in the synagogue got upset right and they started maligning the way and he goes okay you know what you don't want to do this um hey i remember uh, timothy you remember that guy that philosopher tyrannus who's teaching every day in the hall let's go down there and let's see because every day Around 11 o'clock, they go eat lunch and then take a siesta because that's what they do in that part of the world until mm-hmm. about 4, and then they'll mm-hmm. teach again. I wonder if he'd rent it to us or let us have it, and that's what they did. They go down to Tyrannus' Hall, and basically what Paul does is he By the st- way, is that, is that something on the tour in Israel? <laughs> no, 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 It's it's but it's in Ephesus. But here's what's crazy is it's really a parachurch organization now. Gotcha. He goes out of the synagogue, and he goes, he rents this hall, and he's teaching on the kingdom of God every day from 11 to 4. And look at what Luke records. For two years, all the residents of Asia, it's like two million, heard the word of the Lord, Jews and Greeks. The, the church at Ephesus and the parachurch at Ephesus now becomes this great sending church and the key church westward. In fact, think about it, Brad. Chapter 18, 19, and 20 of Acts. So three of the 28 chapters in Acts are devoted to the church at Ephesus. 18 tells about the beginning. 19 tells about its impact, what we're doing now. When we come back from the break at Christmas, we're getting into 20, where Paul meets with the elders in that famous chapter 20 speech to them about church unity and being strong in their leadership, watching out for the wolves. And in fact, most people don't know first, second, third John was written to Ephesus and the churches in that area, right? Tradition has that the apostle John died in Ephesus and who would he have been taken care of there? Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, He left Timothy in charge of Ephesus. Mm -hmm. This was a very important area, and Paul used a parachurch moment there pretty much just to go out into the arena of the marketplace Mm. and say, hey, 
we've got an empty building here. Let's see if he will let us use it. And that's what he did. So, and he gave the kingdom of God message versus the world message of Tyrannus, which it was amazing that Tyrannus let him do it. But an amazing thing happened in Ephesus. Verses 11 to 20 showed the impact of what happened with Paul there. Uh, Paul's out there teaching and uh, demons start being cast out of people. People try to imitate it because remember, Ephesus was known for the Temple of Diana and magic. And all these people would do incantations Mm -hmm. to try to get rid of demons, Mm -hmm. to try to create blessing. And so as as we go from the messages into the sources of power, all the supernatural power in the world boils down to one of two sources. It's either the limited power of Satan or the unlimited power of God, Yahweh. And I don't care what you're doing supernaturally. It, th- those are the only two power sources. Mm-hmm. There is no other gods. There is no other right. being except for those two. And so, as we look at the two sources of power and we think about this question, which one are we depending on? Because sometimes we'll go, well, I'm not depending on Satan, but I, de- I put, you know, I depend on myself. If you're depending on yourself, you're depending on Satan mm-hmm. because God doesn't want you depending on yourself. He wants you depending on him. This whole idea that the problem with self-reliance, as you see it in the life of Saul, God prescribes how we are to follow him. You don't get to pick and choose what you like and what you don't like. Well, I don't like what it says in this part of the Bible, and I'm not going to do that. Saul disregarded what God said about meeting with mediums. He disregarded what the, the ordinances were for sacrifice. And he said, you know what? I'm in a bind. I'm going to do it my way. That is demonic yeah. and it's satanic. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. And so uh, read verses 11 through 20. Yeah. And I want to talk <clears throat> real quickly about these two sources of power as you go through it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 19, verse 11. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs of apron or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jews, exorcists, undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I assure you, by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims, seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Verse 18, also many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. I love that verse, man. I love that verse. The word of the Lord. 
Verse 11 talks about miracles. Brad, three times in the Bible you see miracles, I, I, I mean, that are attributed to men. There were miracles apart from these, but when men had the specific ability to go and lay their hands on somebody or do something, and they all had to do with God's timetable of, of unfolding, how God communicated with people. The first one was Moses and Joshua. And it, he supernaturally <laughs> validated the law of God. And what did man do with that law? He rejected it, right? Right. But those two, Moses and Joshua, had the ability to do miracles that other people didn't. And they, the people rejected it. Then Elijah and Elisha, they ushered in the time of the prophets, and God put his stamp of validation on them and said, you can do these. And they raised the dead. They they healed people. Mm-hmm. And and. What did the people do with the prophets, the word from the prophets? They rejected it. Yeah. And God says, I'm sending my son and his apostles. Jesus and the apostles were supernaturally validated with miracles. It wasn't that everybody could do miracles. John the Baptist didn't do a miracle that we know of. Um, the apostles did miracles as Jesus empowered them to do them. Mm-hmm. Paul did miracles as Jesus empowered him as a confirming sign. Mark sixteen twenty says that they went out and they preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. So that tells us that these miracles were, uh, they were validation that these men are from God, right? They didn't have the text of Scripture that we have. And so they had to have some kind of validation. God's word is what validates it today. You know, Hebrews 2 says, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard while God bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and the gifts of the Spirit distributed according to his will. God does not need to validate today by his miracles because we have his word right, right. that he does that. And and in this place, Ephesus was known for magic, speaking the names of blessings and curses, using books, incantations. And so what happened is somebody took Paul's handkerchief and it healed somebody. Why? Because God allowed that to validate that this is my guy, Right. It really, the word means sweat rag. It was Paul's sweat rag, a new rag, right? <laughs> and so these Jewish exorcists that used to try to capitalize on people and victimize people, take money, would go. they would cast out demons using Yahweh's name. And so this time they tried to invoke the name of Paul's God. Notice what they say in the name of Paul, that I adjure you by the Jesus who Paul proclaims. And what happens? Listen, wherever you see the truth of God, there's always a Simon, the magician, in Acts 8, an Elymas, uh, or the sons of Sceva trying to imitate. But it doesn't matter who it is. The way a demon comes out of somebody is confession and repentance. And if it's no confession, no repentance, exorcism is not effective. You know, you can't exercise a demon out of somebody that doesn't want to be yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, because what did Jesus say? 
Yes, that spirit may leave, but, but seven of them, yes, seven have come back. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so these were sons of a Jewish high priest. Self-claim, he wasn't a high priest. That's just what they said. And Satan must have allowed them some measure of success to be able to manipulate people. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like today, Brad. People are always trying to profit off of Jesus, Amen. and that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, you see it all the time. Well, when we come back from the break, Doug and I will uh, take your calls. The number to call. 844-777-7928. Again, 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We'll address your question on the air, and uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. back to SWAT Radio. We could let that continue because it's getting all hot up in here. Yeah, that's good. Well, <laughs> hey, if, if you are new uh, to SWAT Radio, again, I mentioned this earlier, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Jesus Christ. This broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you're interested in learning more about SWAT Radio or one of the SWAT Bible studies that go on around the city of Jacksonville, go to SWATradio.com, click on the SWAT Meetings tab. You'll see there the various locations and the times that we meet throughout the week. We would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting what Doug and I are doing or sponsoring uh, SWAT Radio, click on the support tab at SWATradio.com 
for further information. Our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day, and we would love to hear from you. Call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If if you have a question, you don't have a chance to call us, uh, please send us an email at ask at SWATradio.com. You know, Brad, when we went to the break, and we're going to try to finish up uh, this text through verse 20, um, we talked about how people profit off Jesus. I I, I remember when I I was uh, working out uh, right before I left to go to Israel, um, I just was flipping through the little machine. It's a TV on these machines, and Mm -hmm. it was a a word of faith movement guy telling people, you send in that seed money, and God's going to take care of your rent. He's going to take care of your car payment. He's going to, you know what? And he had people telling testimonies of how they sent in $1,000, and God gave them 20000 as if God was some investment guy. That, that, this, the, the magic vending machine. Yeah, it, it was exactly that. And so God's, you know, God blesses us with everything in jesus and if you he he didn't sing send jesus to make you rich in the world he sent jesus to make you rich in him so that you walk with him now that doesn't mean he may not bless you but the point is that people are capitalizing on his name and listen where you, you there, there's name after name whether it's kenneth copeland joel osteen um you know uh Kenneth Hagan, Creflo Dollar, Paula White. You can just go list after list. Fred Price, all of these people teach a a prosperity gospel that tries to profit off of Jesus. And that's what the sons of Sceva were doing. And what was interesting is they tried to cast these demons out of a guy, and the demons spoke audibly through the guy and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I recognize, but who are you? Hmm. Now, that would be scary, wouldn't <laughs> it? It would be. Yeah. The demons <clears throat> speak through humans. We know in Isaiah they said that. But there's no power in Jesus' name without his authority. You can't just say in the name of Jesus and expect something. If you don't do it with his authority, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter yeah. how many times you say his name. He's not some magic trick show that you can use to to make and profit off of. And it says, verse 16, now this was interesting, that that they leaped on them, overpowered them, and beat them naked. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a beating that beat your clothes off of you. That's a bad (laughs) beat right there. That's a beat down. Yeah, and so, but but what was interesting about that is the exorcist wore paraphernalia uh, and clothing that made them look like they had some kind of spiritual power. Hmm. And (coughs) Satan is not impressed by human manipulation or human magic. Evil is only redeemed by the word of God. You know, in Deuteronomy 18, God says, don't have anything to do with witchcraft, sorcery, necromancy. And no apostle, Brad, after the resurrection struggle to cast out a demon now remember what happened when the disciples came down from the mount of transfiguration and they couldn't they were guys were down there they could not cast the demon out why Mm -hmm. because jesus said this is a matter of prayer in other words 
you can't do this without me, guys. Yeah. yeah. They were trying to do it in the power that God gave them for yesterday. Mm. He didn't give mm. them the power to mm. cast that demon out. He didn't give them the authority to do it. And I hear people all the time saying, well, we have the authority to do this and authority to do that. Well, no, you have the authority to do what he's called you to do, which is to be a kingdom priest, to be a proclaimer of the gospel. And he gave healing gifts at particular times to validate his messengers. Now his word is 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 validated i love what justin peter says he said if you want it because people always i just wish god would speak to me yeah if you want to hear god speak read your bible yeah and if you want to hear god speak audibly read it out loud yeah that's what he says <laughs> because god speaks to us through his word these people all look for an experience and like the seven sons of Sceva and everybody capitalized on it and tried to get money and it says when this happened great fear fell on them all the name of the Lord was magnified. And what happened in 18 through 20, all these people turned to faith and they began giving up their practices. They burned their books and the magic lost its power. When they revealed their secrets, that, that magic lost its power. You can't have Jesus in magic. You know, in Haiti and Africa and India, a lot of times they'll try to combine Jesus and magic and hold. You can't do that. You, they brought their books and they burned them so no one else would be influenced by him. And that's why in verse 20 it says, the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail. Men who only want to imitate Jesus without knowing him or his word, it's going to always fail and end in humiliation. And uh, I, I was just thinking about our own lives, Brad, how we try on our own means of religion, our own means of philosophy. Um, we try to define truth apart from God. I don't need God. I don't need the Bible. I'll define truth as I see it. And that's where we are as a culture right now. People looking to science, psychology, you know, um, uh, Scientology, um, wealth, education, all this to define truth of who God is, what he is. And there's only one way. And that's through Jesus. Well, and you've seen it certainly. I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, you and I have been doing SWAT radio for about six years now. And even over the six years, even just locally, just in our own city, some of the things that we're seeing, and we're in Florida, <laughs> you know, but you see these streams of philosophy that are entering into uh, churches mm-hmm. and messages that, you, uh, that you're hearing, whether it be on the radio or podcast or, or even books, you know, Doug, I, I have a I have a rather large, as you probably know, a rather large collection of books. I, I love to read, um, but it's interesting uh, if I go back and I need to do this more often is go back, and I'll pull out books that I have from twenty five, thirty years ago that need to be thrown in the trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean they're garbage. <laughs> uh, oh, they're they're filtered with Jesus's name throughout it, but it's a it's it's a false gospel. Yeah. And it's a false message, and there's false power in it. Well, and and Brad, what we're seeing in our culture right now is this melding of new age into Christianity, Mm -hmm. redefinition Mm -hmm. of truth, um, you know, and people are believing 
lies like, you know what? Um, you, there is no heaven or hell. I mean, everybody's going to heaven. It's, everybody's going to be with God. There's, there's no judgment. God would never send anyone to hell. He wouldn't condemn. That's not the God hmm. I know. My God is different. They use those kind of phrases and they talk about, you know, um, in fact, uh, you know, you can just do anything and all you got to do is believe there's no requirement to walk in obedience to God, which is absolutely ludicrous, by the way. No, the requirement is not for your eternal salvation, but it's for your growth and maturity as a believer. You walk with Christ in obedience to his commands because he says, if you love me, what? You'll obey my command. If you have a son and you kept telling him to do everything, and he goes, I love you, Dad, but he never obeyed you, what does that communicate to Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. So it's it's not legalistic for us as believers to say, you know what, if you love God, you're going to walk in obedience to his commands. Well, our obedience is an issue of faith. We walk in obedience by faith yeah. that God's commands, his statutes, are good for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, uh, you know, we don't, we don't, in our culture, we're, you know, just be you. That that term, just be you, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You know, and I, and I, I know we're going to get off the air in just a minute or so, but I was reminded in this last statement in verse 20, so the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Maybe go back to look at Acts 6, 7. You, you got the seven sons of Sceva. Here you have the seven chosen to serve. Yeah. And in verse 7, it says, the word of God continued to increase and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests Started believing. Yeah, they became obedient. Hey, listen, what do two NFL football players and a middle school teacher have in common? (laughs) I don't know what. They're going to be on SWAT radio (laughs) tomorrow because they were on my trip to Israel and they're going to share their insights and how God used that trip to really change the way they think about scripture. So I hope you'll tune in tomorrow. Leo Wisniewski. Former Penn State standout, Anthony Johnson, will be back tomorrow. I'll be if tuning in myself. If you missed the SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual.